I'm Matthew McCleary. And I'm Mitchell McCleary. And this is Movies While They Sleep. A podcast from two brothers who watch movies and talk about them after their families have gone to bed. And on today's episode, we talk Halloween Ends, the latest installment from the film series that doesn't seem to want to quit, much like Michael Myers himself. We also talk the original Halloween, why that movie is so effective, and has still held up over these many years. It's spooky season here at Movies While They Sleep. Let's cut to our conversation already in progress. Let's jump in, sleepyheads. Okay, now we're back. Haddonfield, or you might say any town USA. <laughs> nothing exciting ever happens. You know, one of the one of my favorite things about our new because we moved two months ago. One of my favorite things about this new neighborhood is that this neighborhood like was built in the '60s, so it's got this real vibe. When that, nothing exciting ever happened. No, no, no. But like this real vibe of like, like the neighborhood that she walks around in in Halloween, mm. which to me is like, right. like my platonic ideal of what like a suburban neighborhood is like. I love it so much. Where something exciting did happen in your neighborhood, though. In my neighborhood? Yeah, you had a bit of Michael Myers yourself. Oh, that's walking around right. Your neighborhood. Yes, in the 70s, my the neighborhood that I live in was an active area for the Golden State Killer. It wasn't known as that at the time. But oh, boy. It is, I mean, that is true, and that is crazy. It all connects. Yeah. Wouldn't it be wild if during this podcast... I just behind you in that window shows up. It's like a movie. It's like these movies. It's like the couple at home with a drone for some reason flying it around, and then all of a sudden, you know, Michael shows up and it's over. Oh, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> like, there's these like 60 year olds, and like, I've got my drone. You're messing around with a drone. They're like, how do we bring the Halloween series into the 21st century? <laughs> it's really. <laughs> It's like what they would do with James Bond movies, where it'd be like whatever the trendy, like oh, yeah. extreme sport of the day was. That's what Bond was gonna do in the intro, with like supposed like hot technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's like skateboarding. It has like lasers. I mean, there's like out him or like like surfing and or snowboarding. Nine hundred. He like invented snowboarding. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? So you're in a perfect setting. You are in a neighborhood that was terrorized by a madman killer 30 or 40 years ago. 50. Around the same time as Halloween. That's great. Around the same time as the original Halloween. Yeah. 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 1978. That movie is almost 45 years old. So when was he active in your neighborhood? The 60s? um, I think it was the 70s. No, it was the 70s. Yeah. The same time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Man, what a perfect setting to talk about this. Yeah. Because we are, in fact, talking about... The 2018 to 2022 Halloween trilogy reboot. Are we not? We're talking about that and Halloween in general. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween in general. I mean, you know, we don't have the most experience with the rest of this series. 1977. But... 
that's my neighborhood. Nineteen. Well, we don't 1977. need to. We don't need to post about that. <laughs> hey. Oh yeah. Listeners. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. Cut that. Definitely. <laughs> my address <laughs> is. <laughs> if you want to say hi. Oh my gosh. It's, it, no, it really is crazy. Um, no, that's two minutes from my house. Um, oh gosh. Anyways, yeah. Cut that. Okay. We're talking about Halloween in general, but not Halloween the holiday. But you, but your Michael Myers was caught. Yes, by DNA. Yeah. And also... But he's still... Uh, and, and, and by my Michael Myers, I guess you mean the person who committed crimes in a neighborhood I live in now 45 years ago and basically stopped crimes in 1979. Yeah, truly. Yeah. I mean, the parallels you can't deny here. No, no, yeah. You see, you see, you seem not wanting to adopt the idea of this as your Michael I don't, Myers. I, I don't see any reason why I would adopt him as my Michael Myers. Because <laughs> listen, cons- this town's been terrorized, right? Considering the last time that he committed a crime was ten years before I was born. When he he was caught, you were part of the mob that joined up and wanted to see him thrown <laughs> yeah, into a wood yeah, chipper. Right. You know. Uh, and, and, so. and also, I would say, uh, my. By the way, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers for these stupid movies. Um, I would say that the, the Golden State Killer also um, became an old man, and not an old man with uh, superhuman strength and um, ability. Yeah, no, it's a terribly evil man, um, without a doubt. See, I think this is an interesting connection to talk about these movies, the Halloween movies. I mean, we're going to focus more on the reboot because we just watched that. But, you know, this, the, the world, the cinematic universe of Halloween. But, uh, you know, what I find interesting about, especially the conclusion here mm-hmm. of the Halloween movies. But, you know, just the, throughout the series, there is this reckoning with people's, how people respond to horrific acts like murdering someone. Mm-hmm. And so you've got, you've got the new Dahmer show on Netflix mm-hmm. that has gotten a lot of controversy for almost glorifying mm-hmm. in some ways like what Dahmer did and then and, also and, just people's and I also obsession think, and consumption and, of it. And I also think there's there's something to be said about the the reenactments or I mean I think they're they're the right. dramatizations of some of the kind of more outlandish testimonies. Grotesque. I mean I don't even think the, the the crimes themselves but the testimonies of witnesses in the Dahmer court. Uh, case oh, oh, oh. and like those people are all still alive right because they testified against him and there there seems to be a, a making fun of these people where they're they're i mean i don't want to defend a dumb netflix show that you know i think they're trying to be i think mm-hmm. it's trying to be accurate whatever but these are people who are right. alive and lived a traumatic thing and right and now it's on their timelines it's yeah. in their face yeah. every day like it, it's it's truly just resurrected over and over and over because of people's obsession and fascination with yeah. it. It's like, you know, to you know, I mean, I mean, look at us talking about it now. Yeah. But their 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 greed their greedy consumption yeah. of the material probably in a lot of ways is negatively affecting a lot of people that oh. have already experienced. Oh, it. without a, without a doubt. But people don't seem to to mind uh, that that that. Like that idea, you know. Yeah, but it's because it's easy for people to to distance themselves from the the real people involved, right? I don't right. know. I mean, it, right. It, okay, so I, you know, can, I'll connect it to something because so the Halloween reboot tr- trilogy, whatever. It's not. A, I mean, it's not a reboot because it's 
still the Laurie Strode thing, whatever. It's just the continuation, revival, whatever you want to call it. The, the 2018 movie, which I think is fine, and it's probably the best of the three. But even so, I've got issues with it. We'll talk about it. But that movie begins, if you remember, we, we saw that together in a movie theater. Um, mm-hmm. If you remember, with two, with with two true crime podcasters. <laughs> with us. <laughs> going to the <laughs> asylum to interview Michael Myers, right? And and right. and it's like and and that's kind of it's it's a part of these movies that I really don't like is the kind of too cute meta winking, you know, we're aware, we get it kind of thing. Anyways, I mean so, so it's it's like trying to be an interrogation of culture's obsession with true crime by putting right. a true crime podcast. I mean, right, the true crime podcast is really i i think not the thing that started our true crime obsession i mean we've had unsolved mysteries as a television program forever right right but i think this kind of latest iteration of that is is particularized and finds its greatest obsession in the podcasting and right and and so the movie is like oh because we we're in on it we we get it but then it still then is this this gruesome movie which which actually is my problem with the with these movies is the is the violence itself not that i am not that i am always not that i always have a problem with violence in film right we watch a lot of movies and and, no no but but i am it's the point of the violence exactly yeah yeah i mean a couple things i want to go off here but just yeah just the idea i mean even Apparently Dahmer's is it Jeffrey mm-hmm. Jeffrey mm-hmm. Dahmer's father is like suing Netflix for glorifying what his son has done. Um, like even the idea of oh we're winking at it and putting that true crime podcast element into our our horror movie and then obviously still participating in showing horrific things and in some ways celebrating yeah. it glorifying it. Like it's um I, I forget the quote but maybe it's. Roger Ebert, another film critic, who said there are no anti-war movies yeah. because yeah, they always end up, yeah, he, they always end up glorifying one side or the other, yeah. one hero, you know, whatever. And then except he rescinded that for come and see, yeah. And he said this is the only actual war movie that's anti-war. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's a similar sentiment for like a horror movie that's trying to, you know, subvert the yeah. idea of like reveling in in the violence and the stories and like trying to find redemption in owning the mm-hmm. stories like mm-hmm. Lori's trying to do with her book. But at the same time, like just pumping out kill after kill after cardboard, ca- cardboard character kill after another, you and, know? And, and that's the frustrating thing to me. And, and this is where this is, this is how I've been thinking about this conversation a lot. So I heard, I heard somebody on a movie podcast say, I didn't like Halloween Ends, the third film that just came out, but at least there were some mm-hmm. pretty cool kills in it. Oh, I feel like it's half the letterbox reviews that I read are like, but like Loki, the kills are dope. So and, like, bump it and, up a star. And I got to say, I've never watched a horror movie and thought that was a cool kill. <laughs> well, I, I, that feels like a, like if you're a big fan of horror movies, how killing a human being has been depicted on film a zillion times. So like a new interesting way of showing that, I, yeah, like I would imagine I, I understand what people you're are like, yeah. Ooh, but know? I mean, it, but and it, that's like it's just not our thing. thing. I mean, that in and of itself is a troubling thing, but um, <laughs> that, right. that, 
that that's the 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 progression right it's more and more extremes um which 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 i actually just disagree with fundamentally that that's what we need to do to create you know films that draw you know whatever it is that we want our horror to be it's it doesn't have to be increasingly extreme in its violence or its killing and and i was i mean that's not why i am interested in in movies for cool kills Mm. and and actually it has nothing to do with why i really like the original halloween and why i think it's an effective horror film right (laughs) because because when i think about that movie the original 1978 movie when i think about that i don't what i i i i don't think about the kills i i don't i don't think about the the violence right you think about the terror it's the terror it's the it's the shot of Michael Myers standing behind that hedge in the middle of the day, right? Right. That's I know that chilling. that's the thing I was thinking about with the second movie, Halloween Kills, where the first one was so effective that you could be terrified. Like m- more, the more terrifying stuff yeah. is during the day. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You know? and, and the fact that they can scare you during the day is very yeah, impressive. Yeah. And and so I was very uh, very frustrated, and I I hadn't I haven't revisited the 2018 movie since it first came out, and I watched both of the recent the kills and ends, but I was very disappointed with them because it 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 seems like they fundamentally misunderstand why the original is effective, and mm-hmm. the town of Haddonfield is a mob coming together to seek out and kill Michael Myers. I I I, I actually think is an interesting seed of an idea, right? Because it's that thing of mm-hmm. you're watching a horror movie and you're like, well, there's something on the loose. Why doesn't everybody just band together and deal with this, right? That you, you get, that kind mm-hmm. of runs through your mind. And and then, but then the movie wants to not actually follow through on that idea and it wants to be about something else and it wants to be probably about like cancel culture and mob mentality and... That movie is an absolute mess. Stuff I'm not interested in and I think its execution was really poor, but... Um, yeah, see, I was stupid in a lot of ways, but but the um, elevator pitch you're into, yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, no, no, actually, this is not the dreadful, you know, kind of like, you, you know, if Halloween is like Jaws, right, and that kind of impending sense of dread that's constantly building, right? The idea, mm-hmm. the elevator pitch of Halloween Kills is. It's not. It's it's kind of the opposite of that. But the town is coming together, and what you're gonna watch something different, and and it was and it was dumb and 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 very poorly executed. Well, okay. So should we go kind of try to start movie by movie, or do you want to talk about the original first and kind of your experience with that? And I yeah yeah. Let's start with the original. When was the first time you watched it? I I think it must have been. I I think I actually think it was four or five years ago when The Ringer did their Halloween Unmasked podcast about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they devoted a whole podcast series about it. And so... That was the first time we did it. I remember that. Yeah, I think it was the first time. And I think me and Sarah were recently married and we're like, oh, let's go back when you could go to a store and buy a used DVD. Yeah. You know, go pick this up and watch it just because it sounds more interesting than some other horror movie like we were we were we, we neither of us had been into horror movies ever in our lives yeah. so we're like dipping our toes in yeah you know and yeah it was just like i i remember it being you know not so much scary but fun mm-hmm. in it's in the terror like mm-hmm. um there's a there's a film analysis guy on youtube named thomas flight uh he did a video on nope 
and he was kind of talking about the difference between terror and horror. Yeah. And like terror is like the, all the stuff that you don't like it's, it's all the stuff sans like actually someone getting chopped up, Yeah, you know, like yeah. leading up, like, what was that noise? Like him standing in the hedges, yeah. you know, in the middle of daylight. And then, <sighs> and that's the stuff that I'm drawn to yeah, out of my quote unquote horror movies. Me too. I, and that's why I prefer a thriller. What, what we would often call a thriller. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same, same. And so, yeah, the, the original to me, there was a good balance of terror. Yeah. And and, and setup. Yeah. You know. And uh and it, it obviously the 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 scares, you know, the actual horror of it all is 78, you said? 72. Yeah, 78. And so like it, it's obviously not as intense as a lot of stuff that you see in movies today. And it's more palatable to me and my sensibility. Mm-hmm. Cuz yeah. like again, it was one of my the first getting into horror movies and so i kind of instantly fell in love with like the vibe the fall time leaves of it all yeah the jlc oh yeah she's amazing yeah it was just it's just a really well-made great sounding movie yeah with that killer score yeah yeah that's what i mean it's a great sound yeah it's an an all-time i mean it's so effective that, that's what I think. It's I think so that, effective. I think that first movie does, I mean, everything, and, and it's so low budget and so independent, but everything is just working so well to ramp up the sense of dread and terror at every turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, you watch that movie, right. it's, it's only 90 minutes, and the first 45 is just like Lori doing her thing, like going to school and hanging with right. friends and babysitting and blah, blah, blah. And... And what? Someone broke into the hardware store? What'd yeah, they take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gloves, a mask? Yeah. And it's like, like and it's so great because because it uses that time so wisely, right? And, and and so my first experience is actually really funny seeing this movie. So I was in high school and and it's probably similar to you in that space of like I'm dipping my toes into horror because I think both of us, our sensibilities are not do not bend often to the horror genre. <laughs> You know, I, I was listening to some a podcaster talk about the stuff he watches on Tubi, and and it's like you know these horror titles that like basically only exist to be put on Tubi, or, you know that you'd never find them, and they're just insane stuff, like increasingly kind of the terrifier. Yeah, 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 and and stuff that I'm just so uninterested in. But like Halloween often came up as like, oh, this is kind of the this this kind of real important important quote unquote, but also like significant you know horror film. And so it was right around Halloween. I was in high school, and you know this group of friends were most you know Friday or Saturday nights we were going to somebody's house and watching a movie. So I you know mm-hmm. Halloween. I said let's let's rent Halloween and watch Halloween. So we went to Blockbuster. We rented it. Went to our friend's house. We rented Halloween. It was it was like Halloween weekend, and we put it on. And his parents, and there were like probably eight or nine of us, like real and like all the lights out. It was late, like really great. You know, a bunch of teenagers. We'd never seen the movie before. You know, really like it's October. Ideal. Yeah, it's windy ideal. out. And, and his house was out in the country, so they had they had a bunch of acreage acreage and oh, yeah. like ideal. Or isolated Ideal movie watching for this first, you know, first experience of Halloween. And his parents sat in the back of the living room. They had this kind of narrow, long living room. And his parents sat in the back mm-hmm. and they laughed at everything in this movie. Not anything that was actually supposed to be funny. They laughed at like 
Michael Myers mask and they laughed when he's standing behind the hedge on the street like and I th- I think they were, were honestly I don't think it was like nervous laughter like you know sometimes you have that experience I think they were like genuinely right. like oh this is such a stupid thing like they were laughing at the movie right and and it made for such a disappointing experience uh, of like right. and and I I bring that up because one it's an annoying it was annoying <laughs> um but two, it's a it's a good reminder of the fine line between an effective film, and I'm not talking horror or thriller in general. I'm saying like any movie is only as mm-hmm. effective as what you give it as an audience member. Right. And that's good. And 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 like we were a group of people ready and primed to be affected by this thing, but the experience was ruined because there were two people that were making fun of it. And, and I think uniquely that was like a unique thing too, because they were parents and it felt like in some ways that they were making fun of us for watching this thing. Right. Right. And And they're like teaching you guys to give the movie no respect as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like tree of life is, is a good example of a movie that you are going to get so much out of it. What you put into it. If you can lean into that movie and that experience. Yeah. Maybe don't watch it with parents. What tree of life? Like I did. Did you watch that with mom? I watched it with mom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She's like, well, that was weird. (laughs) I'm like, but it, it, it's so true. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's why, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, but part of why streaming no, no, movie yeah. experience is so cheap yeah. because a lot of the times the movie is auditioning for you to hold your yeah. time. You're like, all right, let's, let's watch the first five minutes, see if it grabs yeah. us. Like, and so every second you're scrutinizing a lot more than if you were at a theater or like, Hey, like we're going to spend two hours watching this. Like, let's see what it, like, like let's see what it has versus like, impress me now oh absolutely i mean the you know and i've heard people talk about remark about these new halloween movies halloween kills and ends of like being a very Mm. fun experience in a theater full of people Mm. and i i totally get that right and i think that's why horror movies will always and continue to do really well in the box office is because people barbarian people like to go out to the theater a packed theater and have that experience but more often than not, the people in a theater together watching that are 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 there because because they all want to participate in in the the, the right. effect of the film. They've literally paid money. So I you know we watched it. I was watching it when I was in high school and um and and to be fair, I mean it was like the 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 Michael Myers is is kind of this icon in in film and movies and and so i'd seen the clips Mm -hmm. it wasn't like i there's so much for these classic horror movies to live up to in terms of reputation in your head before you come to them because the world has been like these are the essential texts so then when you throw on nightmare on elm street and for this viewer it's rough you know i'm like because in my head it's like this is supposed to be the gold standard yes yeah. You know, I, I mean, I remember this, this is the franchise maker. So I'll speak even more specifically to it. I think the thing that made me go and seek out Halloween was like some like AFI, like 100 scariest. Oh, movie yeah, yeah. I don't think it was AFI, but it was like something like that. Right. That ran on cable a bunch mm-hmm. every year around Halloween. And, and you'd watch it and it would count them down. So you, you, you're being exposed to like 100 horror movies but then mm-hmm. they're also showing you clips of the scariest moments of these movies. 
and yeah, that was horrifying when that came on, and you're like a child. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you're like wanting to watch <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's almost like this turning kind of away. like safe way to consume a lot of that, because it's like you're gonna get the scary bit, but then it's gonna cut away to some comedian talking head, like talking or an activity about a commercial. <laughs> We're not doing cuts a commercial of, with Jamie Lee cuts Curtis, the jail. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, He's like, and, it was so. And yeah, the Talking Heads. It was so <laughs> scary. Like I knew yeah. in that moment when I watched it. <laughs> uh, and, and never like with with an actual reputable filmmaker, but just like oh, Andy Dick for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> And so, and so, you know, that was like, you know, for me, like wanting to like kind of curate that list of like, what's, what's important, but you're right. Like Nightmare on Elm Street is a dumb movie and it's not like, I've never, I've never seen it. I think I maybe watched clips or whatever, but it's like, it's stupid. And and so for me, I'm always interested in, in the ones that kind of, that live up to that reputation. I think Halloween is one of them. Yeah. Because Same. because I revisited it years later and and for me it was an entirely different experience of like oh man this is this is effective from start to finish right it's just a good movie it's a good film yeah 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 because yeah. like I think a lot of times with horror you're almost going into it like a ride which is totally yeah. fine you know like like you said go to the theater and like go on that roller coaster with a bunch of people in the theater you know yeah but past that. For me, especially at home when I'm trying stuff out, it's yeah. like if there's nothing of stuff, substance past the, you know, the jump scares and the kind of, like I say, like the ride of it all, the like throw your hands up, yeah. like this is fun and, and scary. If there's not something going on beneath that is more interesting, you just forget yeah. about it so quickly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, so oh, Halloween, yeah, absolutely. Not, not saying it's the deepest movie in the world, but like it's just, it's a good movie. Yeah. And 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 I don't I don't want to give Halloween short shrift either because I actually do think there is something going on there. I'm I'm kind of really fascinated by the specter of Michael Myers, right? Like mm-hmm. like you know they they don't even call him. He's not credited as Michael Myers. The actor who plays him is credited as the Thing, right? Right. Or the Shape, excuse me. Um, the Shape in the in the old or in the new or both. Both. Um, okay. I'm I'm pretty sure. Let me. He's pure evil. Yeah, he's in the original movie. He's he's Nick Castle is credited as the shape, and which is a cool like, idea. So, it's a cool idea, but there's a consciousness to it, right? John Carpenter. It's it's not like the movie came out and was a hit, and they're like, oh, let's mythologize Michael Myers. Yeah, it's, right. In its original conception, this was supposed to be kind of like this terrifying force, you know. And one of the things that that you know, conscious decision in the filmmaking is that Michael Myers never runs. Mm-hmm. Which, which he does a little bit in these new ones, and it's just, ugh. but he never runs, but he never falls behind the characters. It's almost like he's always getting closer. Mm-hmm. They're running away. He's walking, but right. he's always outpacing them. Right. And that's like, okay, that it, that's a that's a really interesting filmmaking choice. That's that is backing up this weird thing of like, this is not a man. This is this is a force of evil. Right. And, and I'm really interested in why that's so effective and kind of, kind of our, our obsession with that right. unknown evil or whatever it is in, right. you know, to, to kind of particularize it in a film to deal with it, I guess. Um, the second you think you've expunged mm-hmm. a community, a street, a city of it, it comes back. Yeah. 
Yeah, never. Well, not there. And why? And why I think the new movies fail so poorly, so so fail so spectacularly because right, right. It's not about Michael. I mean, they, as much as every character says it is about Michael being this <laughs> terrible, like you know, unremittent force. Evil, of evil. dies tonight. <laughs> I said. For the 60th time, and I've said for the 50th time that, hey, Hadfield's been haunted for 40 years by this. I get it. You've told me. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's nothing. There's just, there is just a physical brutality to it. And there is nothing, and, and which we've talked about, I'm not interested in that. And and it is kind of really stripped away of any of the the, the lurking terror, right? Which, right. which that, you know, the original movie to be about like America, small town in that era, there there is something kind of uniquely um, frightening and something interesting going on. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I just don't think they've either, they also haven't adjusted, you know, I, boy, my takeaway from Halloween ends was it seems like it is desperate for that movie to take place in the 1980s, the way the characters dress and act mm. and speak, except it's not, it's, a, it takes place in present day. Like, yeah. Like I the mean, bullies I, I just, are, are right. marching band First of all, kids. that group would never, ever no. be a group in high school no. today. no. No, no. Like this no. is insane. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a it's an archetype of the '80s. Well, I I like to give it some credit. It's like the '80s is so popular right now that uh, like yeah, especially style wise, it's like like th- that sure. group. I wasn't like oh they're dressed so out of place. Like especially the guy with the mullet. I was like yeah that kind of looks like Instagram. Yeah yeah yeah. It, I I I don't think it influencers. was so much their appearance though the band uniforms didn't help. Yeah. Um, it was the it was like the attitude of it, mm. right, right, right. The like, hey, punk, we're gonna we're the mess bullies. with you. <laughs> like, literally, no one, no, no one would just yeah. be laughing at a guy's hand that's been almost sliced open by a bottle. Yeah. It's like these aren't human reactions. The other thing that I'm really interested in is, and I said this, like the horror movies that live up to their reputation, but I think the 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 older movies that are still effective because and you spoke about this right there seems to be this idea that well the kills have to be crazier right um and that's where we're gonna get our spooks from and and it's like oh but you could actually just go watch this old movie you could go watch um the night of the hunter right right what it's called yeah yeah um you can watch that movie and it is far more terrifying than you feel a much deeper scarier thing with the night of the hunter yeah like i'm watching I'm like I, i'm disturbed by these the idea of kids hiding in a barn on a moonlit night and off in the distance where they're just a silhouette you hear the song of a madman that's coming after you it's like hey and he's like riding a horse i don't know was he riding a horse or like is that what- it's like a carriage or something yeah. yeah and but you just know he's coming and it's like one of the most terrifying sequences in a movie and, but like, like the face value of it isn't really scary at all, you know. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it no, it, I, it really plugs into a, a much deeper place in your mind, in your psyche, than like ooh an- another knife through the whatever sure. orifice. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Which I think is all disgusting and but and that's the thing is like that movie is not. Oh yeah, and yeah. Speaking of, I mean, it, there, there's a moment specifically in Halloween Kills. 
which I, I'm actually surprised you like that one more than the final one because so much of that movie to me was just like let's rack them up and it's in the name. Sure. But the the couple where the wife with the drone, I would say I liked it marginally more. Right, right. Because I, I actually liked Halloween Kill ends much much more than the oh, second wow, one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But in the second one, the woman with the drone and her husband die, or she doesn't die. She makes it. You know, she survives. Yeah. There's a moment where the husband is dead, and then Michael starts taking all the knives in the house and sticking them in the husband, and like, yeah, yes. like for, but like, you would you would think that somehow, either that's we're gonna come back to that. They're gonna reveal the final thing that he did with them. He's gonna do like the head tilt thing, which he's done like for the fortieth time in this series. Yeah, um, yeah. As a callback, but no, it just you see him going crazy in the back, and it's not scary at all. You're just like confused because no. to me it felt very not Michael Myers too. Like he'll like dress up bodies for display as like a kitschy dumb joke you know of like look what I, I killed them it never even went to the visual gag if you can call it that of him taking all the knives in the kitchen and you know going at this guy in the background it just doesn't make sense to me you know some of the some of the moments i mean i know actually i'll take that back none of that movie really makes sense to me but there are just choices that yeah to just, you know I... go with what you said earlier it's like do you understand the power of the first one or even yeah the idea of this this character i guess i just didn't like either of them well okay so that's our experience with the, with the original and then coming into 2018 with the reboot what was your to be honest initial response i like i my initial response was positive but i i i think that if i were to rewatch that now i would be uh, the thing i would is, rate it I, much much lower i think it was positive because you sarah and i saw it yes okay yeah yeah, yeah. like that's the thing it's fun with people it is fun, but yeah. it's not a like film that you're wanting to have or go- going to to have a. God, there are people. There are people on here who's give- who are giving it five stars. <laughs> Which one? The the 2018 one. I believe that people are generous with uh, five stars. I, I'm baffled by the second one being higher rated than the third in terms yeah. of people's reaction. I mean, I guess I'm not, but I I just thought it was a tighter movie. Yeah, sure. At, outside of, like, I know people are mad because it's Corey and not. Michael Myers for most of the movie, but I, just, I, I was pretty like Corey tired. Was tired. So uninteresting to me, and the idea that Michael like transferred his powers to him. Well, okay, but was also mentoring him. It was so dumb. The mentoring stuff was dumb. The uh, honestly, there was the whole like show me how to do this, and then like Corey yeah. is laying under a guy who's getting stabbed. I'm like, this is kind of getting homoerotic actually, <laughs> in, in a lot of ways, and goofy. You know, but that movie, as I was thinking about it, it was like this idea of evil being infectious and there's some COVID stuff there and there's, you can have a little bit germinate in you and, you know, show up and sure. Like some, some of those ideas are kind of interesting to me, but I, I, yeah, I don't really like the, the possession stuff just cause it, it's so like the original is so grounded to me, man. I, I, I'll tell you, that's, that's a big thing for me with, with any sort of thriller movies too. I'm and they're not against the idea of possession being portrayed. No, no, no. But more just no, no. like, can you land this plane, it, you know? Part, partly because I don't love the subject matter in the first place, but partly or mostly because I think as soon as you move into a paranormal or supernatural realm, mm-hmm. then you can just do whatever you want and there are no rules. Right. Yeah, I mean, what I'm interested in 
is is something that can be grounded in some sort of real life experience that I can understand and be affecting in a thrilling way and not a not a horror kind of way but yeah in a, in a thrilling way I mean it, there's, there's a reason it is its own genre and there's a reason that like fantasy is its own thing and that sci-fi is its own thing and there's not a lot of horror sci-fi or horror fantasy or whatever because the effective stuff is grounded in a, in a reality that we can recognize right and this is what's this is when you start getting into like genre studies of film you know science fiction the best science fiction is a reflection of our contemporary life right they're taking right. some sort of contemporary ideas and and then projecting it out not to predict the future or to say something about the future but it's about the present right but they but they have to do it in a way that is so it looks so different from our present in order to be able to make its point and, and that's why really good sci-fi can be really incisive about uh, about an issue or or a, a cultural moment or something mm-hmm. where horror i think needs to be for for me for it to be effective and thrilling it needs to be grounded in some sort of reality i can recognize right <laughs> because because the thrill is that you know we live in this dark world and and this right, is a right. safe this you know a, a good horror movie is a safe way to to kind of explore that feeling to look that, Michael Myers in the eye to look at the evil in the eye and then yeah, it possesses yeah. you kind yeah, of you but know. not really I mean, it's like I think I think Walt Disney used to say Walt Disney's a kind of a very interesting f- historical figure but you know he he had such a he had such a strong hand in the production and the writing and the animation of all those early Disney movies that are still classics. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those probably not be made today because they're seeming like kind of scary stuff in them. Right, right. And and his whole thing was like he wanted to be able he 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 wanted to be able to create a space where children could be scared but in a safe way. Right, right. Right. And that's ultimately I think what what I'm interested in in a, in a, in a horror film. Right. Um, I mean, it's why people go on roller coasters, right? right. Access and that experience, but yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, to to me, the more outlandish horror, I, it appeals to somebody, I guess, because they they'll make all kinds of money. But what what do you think about the obsession with the character of Michael Myers? How he should and shouldn't behave? How he should and shouldn't be portrayed? Like people seem to be very up in arms with this last movie because of. Michael Myers doesn't show up till way later, and it's like it's not a Michael mm-hmm. Myers movie. And it's like their focus is like it's almost they just want to relive the original, the original. over and over, yeah. the same exact, you know. Like I mean, that's uh, to to me that's more of a problem with franchise evasion of right the Marvel of Marvelification of right you know, that uh, there was so much of that of like you cannot do a reboot in the year of our Lord twenty twenty two without doing flashback scenes from the original to remind yeah. you of your love for it. Looking at you, Matrix yes. 4. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, we have to slice it together with, and like wink a thousand times about these awesome moments that happened. Like yeah. the, the Michael Myers like tilt stare at his, you know, stabbed person on the wall. And, yeah. you know, Lori sinking down and he's yeah. like right in the other, you know, all these shots that they very much recreated, they, they, it's just bashing you over the head with it. For, let's forsake making a really great movie for fan service, yeah. which I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, I'm a fan of the original, but fan service makes me feel dumb. It makes me feel like a child. It feels, it makes me feel like you are doing like a little happy dance that you think I'm going to be like, ooh, 
Like, look, it's dancing, you know? It, you know, it's weird, right? Like, it reminds me of relatives who kind of suspend you in Arrested Development mm. and are like, hey, yeah. you like this one thing from, you know, you like Power Rangers, so forever you like that, you know? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, Pokemon. You're 16, yeah. you're getting Pokemon stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds like me of. Because you like doing third that, grade. That, yeah, yeah, that feeling. No, that's a good point. I mean, that, and that's how I feel with this stuff. And, and... And the, the, the reality is the original movie is 90 minutes. It's not based on anything, and there's no mythology. And so the, the source material is shallow, shall we say. Right, right. And, and, and this is like the weird history of this franchise, which I have not seen basically any of them except for the most recent three in the original. Mm-hmm. But it was like they made two, and then John Carpenter's idea was more anthology, where they're going to just tell totally different stories right. that were kind of informed by the spirit of Halloween or whatever that means. Which and then, I would actually be interested in that, like an elevated sure. Goosebumps for adults. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, like, It's like Are You Afraid of the Dark or something, right? Yeah, but like with John Carpenter driving the machine, yeah. it's like that could have been cool, yeah. which they tried with yeah. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And it just didn't make any money. Because and Michael Myers the mo- isn't there. Yeah. So then Halloween 4, he's back, and that makes all this money. And then there's like, oh, okay, this is what we got to keep doing. So, I mean, in some ways, Halloween franchise is uh, an originator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, a, 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 you know, prototypical of, of what we experience with a lot of movies, um, movie franchises now. And and it's like it's it's like a misread on what the what the what the the, the reason for success is. <laughs> right. And, right. And, and and I mean. And it is and it isn't because the movies with Michael Myers in them do really well. <laughs> That's what people pay for. But it's this kind of just... Uh, uh, they pay for them, but I just feel like no one actually likes them. Like, actually likes them. Like, when they I do know, their the tier people, lists... But people keep paying for them. I mean... I mean, we paid for them. I mean, to be I've fair, we, we have Peacock. a podcast, all right? And we need one to talk about. I know. I paid $5 to activate a Peacock subscription for one month. So I think I have Peacock for free. I don't... Yeah, they have a free version, but, but this, a lot most yeah, of the this stuff wasn't is, on there. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, I think like horror franchises are so weird because because there's not one that I'm like. I mean, like how many Saw movies are there? Oh, I never you even know? saw the first one. And, and I watched the first one because it hit like, um, like at a, at a right at a, like a very perfect kind of age for me. Right, it's like your Friday night crowd went to the theater. Like I was, I was. A, I was like a freshman in high school. We watched that yeah. on on DVD, yeah. and 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 you know, to be honest, like pretty like kind of cutting edge in terms of yeah. horror and twists and all of that, um, and 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 lo- much less like entirely focused on like torture as like a right. means of thrill that a lot of that that really dominated a lot of horror in that era which was it's like i didn't watch any of it i wasn't interested in any of or it. or even the but, sequels of the-, you know, the sequels yeah 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 but that's what i'm saying it's like there's so many saw films um one two three four five six seven eight plus the spin-off spiral that chris rock was in a couple years ago I, it's just it's just like everything has to be to make a million of them mm-hmm. and and it's just a series of diminishing returns for people because something will i mean something will hit and then people will say they don't like the next one but they keep coming back for more and they know they do so it doesn't yeah. even matter 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so weird. I don't know. I'm not interested in any of it. I'm not interested. And, and, and I say that and there may be like one exception, which is probably the alien franchise. Um, <laughs> Right. But that's more sci-fi than it's horror probably anyway. So it's it's a different animal. What's interesting about the third one in this series is that the title type and mm-hmm. like... It's the same the, as Halloween Ends? Yeah, the typography is the same. Yeah. Or no, no, yeah. not... No, sorry. Halloween Ends is the same typography as Season of the Witch. Yeah, yeah. Which is like... It's cool because it's the third, you know, one in the series. Yeah, but yes. Also... They're, they're making an intentional choice. Yeah, the idea of like, this is a Halloween story, but not... It's not Michael Myers isn't the yeah. super oh, that's a focus, good point. you know. Sure. So, that's so a like, good point. oh, this Corey guy and like how the evil can travel and like there, there was a moment in that movie when him and Allison are on you know on the motorcycle and he's just yeah. killed somebody yeah. and there's like a cool song playing, you know, and it's yeah. like a cool shot of them on this motorcycle and it's like. This is like, yeah, this is just kind of a cool, dark, misguided love affair with a murderer, you know, like, like the, it had some cool energy that was like, this kind of feels like almost like a Criterion 80s horror movie, like it buried in the middle of a, of it's a, a terrible, it's got a smooth talk vibes. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Or, or like, yeah. yeah, some of those movies I've been watching, like Road Games and yeah, sure. the, the Hitcher. Like, there's like, oh, a cool little dark, or I, mean, I don't know, like, kind of reminds me of vampire it, movies, you know, like punk rock vampire movie or something. Sure, sure. Yeah. Romance. Okay, I want to expand this a little bit. I want to just talk about some, I want to talk about other thriller horror, whatever you want to call the genre, that are really effective, but not because they do the things that are like plaguing modern movies right like you know thinking back to that original what are what are some in that vein of in terms of effectiveness modern and, movies and or just in general anything 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 because i think i think what i really what i would want to do because this is a weird season for movie watching for a lot of people mm-hmm. is and 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 i and i really feel this tension of like oh i i I want to not celebrate spooky season, but I want to I want to watch a movie that's going to be thrilling in this kind of way. Mm-hmm. But most of it is stuff that I am just like not interested in. It's very outside of what I'm comfortable with in watching, and you know mm-hmm. all of that. And so and so it's kind of like a little bit of curation, right? Like what's the kind of stuff that is good and still exceedingly effective without being over-the-top violence or whatever it is. I mean, I don't know. Your capacity for violence obviously varies for the person. But the first movie that comes to mind that I really enjoy still, that is more modern, that to me is really effective, is uh, The Witch. Oh, yeah. Dave Eggers' first movie. You don't like The Witch? It's a real vibe. (laughs) Yeah, so... I mean, but when you boil it down, the actual violence in that movie, it doesn't touch some of the gore that, like, literally... Anything on in that movie? I mean, I can't think of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, uh, just in there's some inferred violence, and then there's some, like, you know, just like kind of creepy shots and imagery, but like, you know, a guy's bleeding because a goat hits him in the chest or something. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the movie is so interesting because of the right, you know, you know, the kind of attention to historical detail and some of their Mm -hmm. issues on their farm, right? Yeah, like. Oh yeah, that Eggers and and he doesn't ever say it because they wouldn't know it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's so fascinating to me. So I just think he's a really good filmmaker. Is that there's all these allusions that the cro- crops are failing. It's like what some hallucinogenic mushroom, right? That right. like is common to that area historically yeah. speaking. 
Yeah. And and so you then you watch this family like slowly break down. And Yeah, that's why it's so effective to me. Yeah. Is similarly to even Halloween. It's like it's it's very grounded in real terror. Yeah. And it can get supernatural, like Michael Myers just can't die, you know? Sure. Or like obviously some of the stuff in The Witch. But for the most part, it's just kind of like humans going crazy. Yeah. And responding to real yeah. human problems. Yes. You know? Powerful thing about The Witch is that, yeah, 90% of what's happening in the movie could be real or probably mm-hmm. isn't, but mm-hmm. you could make it real in your mind. Yeah. You know, like by ascribing meaning that isn't there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I okay, so I'm gonna give a couple, I guess. Um, one is one from this year that's available on VOD, and I don't, I don't think anybody would say it was a um, a horror film. I, it's probably a, a thriller or more than anything, but it's called God's Country. Have you heard of this film? Yeah. Yeah. So the the premise is this woman played by Tandiwe Newton. She she's from Westworld, people know that. I mean, she's just pretty famous. She's recently like changed her stage name, but whatever. She's a like a English professor or something, living in Montana, and she's got this house out in this you know mountain ridge in the middle of winter, and she lives by herself. Her, she's she her mother has just passed away. She was a primary caretaker for her mother. Her mother is kind of dead before the movie started, and she wakes up and there's a truck parked on her property, and she's like you know a single woman living by herself, and she's a little uncomfortable about this, so she puts a note on it that day, hey private property, please don't park here, and the next and the car's the truck's gone when she returns the next day they park there again, and it's these two hunters, and and then basically it kind of escalates from there, of these guys not respecting this woman's boundaries. And the kind of very natural human escalation of, of tension and conflict that happens in this. And it is so effective. I, I, this was the most tense I felt watching a movie in a long time. Because it's so effective because it is so grounded. Mm-hmm. And, and the performances are really good and all of that. And, and it is this like... What would you do in this situation? And what I also really like about it is that she doesn't ever do anything that is like, oh, why would you do that? Or, you know, that kind of typical horror trope. Like she, she, I think at one point, one of the hunters is pissed because she's getting involved um, and he shoots an arrow at her front door. I mean, that's a pretty overt act of aggression. Right. She um, immediately, you know, she gets the, the police involved because, like you would. And they're, you know, it's like one police deputy in this county in Montana and he's no help, right? It's like that kind of, how do you navigate this? How do you escape this? How do you, you know, and everything's closing in and it is this kind of increasingly um, claustrophobic and um, yeah, it's, it's very effective and and to me like more scarier than, than a lot of any, any modern horror. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't really heard much about this. I just, I feel like I've just seen the movie poster, but I hadn't heard much about it. Yeah. She's really good. That's, that's what I got. God's Country. It's a new movie and it's great. I'll just do um, one other last one that I watched recently, which was called Road Games. Oh, yeah. To bring it back to JLC, Jamie Lee. Yeah. It's part of Criterion's horror, horror, 80s horror movie like playlist. Sure. And I, I forget why that one specifically stuck out to me, but it's more, it's again, more of a thriller. There's definitely some horror to it, but it's, it's Hitchcockian. Yeah. A lot, you know, pe- people joke that it's rear windshield. Yeah, 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 sure. Because the, 
the premise is just similar, but it's a, a rear, ton of fun. Rear Window, by the way, is a great example of what we're talking about, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's a ton of fun. Like the whole movie, me and Sarah were just like, you'd think you'd be more stressed out, but it's just, it's a joy ride yeah. of a road trip movie. Yeah, I have not seen this. Between this and The Hitcher, I'm quickly realizing that road trip thrillers are <laughs> one of my favorite jo- genres out there. Yeah. No Country is a bit of a road trip thriller. No, I mean, and, and Anton Chigurh really falls into the category of that, that is kind of occupied. I haven't seen Road Games, but at least by the, the guy in The Hitcher. Yeah. And, and Where he just keeps showing up and, relentless. He's a, he's a Michael yeah, Myers, Yeah, I was going to say, I, and kind of Michael Myers. Like, they, they're both really in the in the kind of genealogy of Michael Myers. Yeah, that's funny. You know, the, the through yeah. line of yeah. thriller movies. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, is no country is is boy no country is a horror movie it's basically yeah. a horror western and and it is it's so effective and it is not it just does not need to be these things right this over the top like right there's a there's a major character death in no country for old men that happens off screen and right. and almost as yeah. as which is yeah perfect. yeah yeah almost like as an aside basically and and you're like what you're left like wait Wait, is he yeah. dead? The guy we've been hanging yeah. with? Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Spoilers. Yeah. How about, hey, how about that Cormac McCarthy uh, novel coming out this week? Oh, I'm so pumped. I know. Two days. I know. He's back. Two. And it's two. a double feature. I know, it's crazy. He hasn't written a book in 16 years or something? 15, 14, 12 years? The Day Blood Meridian is turned into a film is a dark and, It's never you know, going to happen. Exciting day for the pod. Never going to happen. We'll see. Okay, did you have another suggestion? That's all I got. Should we wrap it up yeah, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's, okay, just run me through, though. Instead of segments, why don't we do our letterbox ranking or or just our overall placement for the new three? Okay. Like one, okay. two, three. Because I, again, I haven't seen the, the first one since we saw it in theaters. Maybe me and Sarah rewatched it. But yeah, I feel like it's more just of a fun thing. I almost enjoyed the third one the most. That's wild. As like its own thing. Like, did you not like it as its own thing or in its relationship to the other ones or just I did both? not like it. I did not like it, I, Sam. I, I did not like it. I didn't like the... Okay, so so I, we don't need to belabor it, but the opening sequence where, he's, where Corey is babysitting that kid and then accidentally kills him. I thought was entirely effective. And I think the movie knows this. Like there's a sense of dread and foreboding because it's a Halloween movie and it takes place on Halloween a year after the events of the previous film. And you're anticipating Michael Myers showing up, right? And I'm not upset that he doesn't show up. I'm, I'm not saying, oh, it has to, Michael has to be in the movie X number of minutes. It's then that what they chose to do with that was this insane thing that... Mm-hmm. I hated it's, it. Like I thought that was dumb, and and and. Did you hate it because it was unrealistic, um, or just the nature of who it? I hated it because it was unrealistic. I hated it because it was so contrived and like, oh, he he accidentally knocks this kid off their third story banister as his parents are coming home from their night out, right? Like it's the, it's, it's right. not just that, right? Oh, and then also Corey happens to have a knife in his hand while he's doing, right? Is that, no, is that later in the no, movie? No, they, they, they looked yeah, up yeah. at I mean, him. Like Corey's standing there and he had been yelling. Oh, maybe he, yeah, he has oh, yeah, a knife he does in his hand for some reason. Cause the, oh no, no. Cause the kids yeah, stole yes, it. To yeah. So he's out. got a knife in his hand, right? It's like, it's that kind of like, okay, this is too, this is too much. This is too much, right? 
and 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 to me it was really like from the get-go the movie oh this is oh this is what we're gonna be like really wasn't much different throughout so interesting yeah i um i i was just like surprised by the Mm. opening act and i was thankful to be surprised because the rest of the series i'm never like wait what's gonna happen i'm i'm mostly just bored and and i'm never actually scared ever because it's like oh you know cardboard characters set them up knock them down throughout the entire second movie and parts of the third i get it yeah if there was if there was a more interesting way that they could have had that character yes yes it would it would have been a lot more effective so i don't know to me it's one two three but two and three are very much below one and and I don't know how highly I'd rank one if I were to rewatch it. I, I'm just not. I, I'm not interested in this kind of version of horror. Yeah, this yeah, is this is, not, is it because so 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 what we talked about barbarian barbarians like barbarians wild right and it and it knows right, it and it right. leans into it and this mm-hmm. movie like malignant from last year which I know you didn't watch but I but I kind of is another really similar thing. But these these Halloween mm-hmm. movies take themselves so seriously, and then also go really hard on the violence and the cool kills, and yeah. and so so to me it's like those things don't work together. And Laurie's just writing the most oh my gosh. boring ass oh my version. Laurie's that of the I, story. Honestly, I thought I was watching like deleted scenes or bloopers from everything everywhere all at once because it was like the outfit and like yeah. it felt like like Jamie Lee in hot dog land like writing a memoir yeah, yeah. did the, you know it's funny the, we watched the trailer for the third mm-hmm. one right before and i was like uh this trailer kind of slash <laughs> oh is it the is it a, is it the scene like in the kitchen between her and michael um it was less of that the way they cut it together which is like oh wow feels like they're actually making choices i don't know dude i felt like the second movie as i was watching it, i was just like What's I am? It was like a croissant dough that has yeah. just like like thirty layers of the same thing I, yeah, stacked I totally, on top. Yeah, I get it. You know I what I'm saying? It. Like I'm like, oh my, oh we're a mob again, and we're checking over here again, and we're not learning our lesson again, it. and now we're we're back in the hospital. Where's Lori? We're back. Here, it. you know? It's 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 all dumb. Yeah, I, and yeah, I think the thing I appreciated the least about that movie is that they do do a, a significant amount of setup with. Like non yeah. main character yeah. characters, and then they killed. Them I know off I don't like that. I don't. I, that's like, I mean that's a horror film thing, but I'm, it's not something I'm interested in. Yeah, but like when we have our our leads sure. that are going to be throughout the whole series, why are we not hanging out with them? Which is ironic because I like the third one, and they throw this Corey guy in. Sure. There. Anyway, the, these movies are complicated in how much they don't work. Yes. Or why maybe ones could have worked and didn't. Yes. But overall, just no. just not my bag, and I can't ever. The thing is, if it weren't for this podcast, I wouldn't have watched them in the first place. Yeah. The new ones, I you know, the original was fun, the yeah. 2018 one. But I'm pretty sure the only Halloween movies I'm ever going to be rewatching is one and maybe yeah, three. I will probably only be wa- rewatching kind of one. You should check out. I might check it out. Well, that's it. We're moving out of spooky season into funner times. And boy, isn't it the most wonderful time of year? Truly, Uh, not because of Christmas, but because Tar is now in movie theaters. I need to check my local. I cannot wait. I'm going to see it very soon. And Spielberg's got a new movie, and White Noise is coming out, and we are in it. We're in movie. It's movie time. 
It's movie stuff time. Happens. Movies are back. I cannot wait. Prepare for the Oscar-worthy stuff coming down the pike here. And uh, stay, stay safe with the spooky season. Follow us on Instagram. Leave us a yeah. rating. Yeah, Leave us a review. Send the pod to a movie lover in your life. And good night, y'all. Bye. Bye.